Welcome to Six Again, your go-to rugby league podcast with hosts Adam Hoy and Jared Mooton. Let's kick off. Hello and welcome into the Six Again podcast. Um, you know, we've got the dream team on tonight. Adam's away, so Wall's on. He's going to be talking all things Ben Hunt um, and the Dragons and what they're doing wrong. Um, I just have to throw that in there because, well, every time you once accused us of only getting you on once when the Dragons <laughs> are going bad. Hey, you going, Wall? Yeah, um, as you can tell, man, I'm a bit tired. Um, <laughs> still recovering from Sunday night, but um, yeah. other than that... And that wasn't just celebrating the Dragons having the win for once either. <laughs> Only just. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, he's actually he's also on to brag about his tips and um, the the high life he's living because of all the money he's earned recently from his tips. For his I wouldn't say I wouldn't say yeah betting tips definitely not my tipping <laughs> don't go off my uh, footy tipping because that's disgraceful. But um, yeah, I'm on a I've got the hot streak going at the moment, mate. Yeah, he's won a couple of rounds in a row. We'll, we will get to that. Um, and Adam will be on later when we start reviewing the ga- the, the games for this weekend. Um, tell you what, we're going to have to find some more content soon because the finals are only two weeks away. And we're going to be going to bed really early in the next couple of weeks because the podcast yes. won't go for Wouldn't two hours. Wouldn't that be a shame? I don't know, know, <laughs> know what that's like. Um, okay, so we're going to get into the news first things first. Um, I went on a bit of a rant about this, um, interesting to see what Wall sports on it, but James Tamo has successfully challenged his referee abuse, uh, what they call it, contrary conduct charge. Um, he will miss this weekend, but he will get a farewell game for the Tigers. I do find it ironic that under all this, that no one's trying to sign him to, so he's kind of like going into forced retirement and going to ESL. Um, what do you reckon about it? Should he should he have been suspended for the two weeks for doing this, or is he one week enough? I I don't see how they can downgrade it. Like, was he guilty of calling the ref a fucking incompetent? Yes. Okay, then how are they downgrading it? I, I don't I don't understand that. Like, I think um. It's when, a sympathy vote. It was, 100%. And people say, oh, he's a good bloke. He's played 300-something games. This has never happened before. But that comes into account when it's like a an actual act on the football field. So you, you accidentally hit someone high. Oh, you've got a good record. Okay, well, that gets taken into account there. This is something that is not a part of the game. At <laughs> no stage are you allowed to give the ref a gob full. And... <laughs> Yeah, like I, I, I felt sorry for the bloke. Like you can just see the frustration on him, and um, he was very remorseful. Like they all are. Like everyone's remorseful afterwards, but doesn't change what's happened. Um, I um, like I don't think it's going to have that big an impact, to be honest. But if if I was Canberra, because they play Canberra last round, Canberra could quite possibly be playing to get into the final series, and then all of a sudden. It's James Tarmow's farewell game for West. All the boys could get up. You know, West could pull off an upset. And then, then it'll be Ricky Short blowing up. <laughs> getting, getting stood down for another week. But it is ironic like, that they're playing Canberra that weekend. It's just funny, right? Because, like, if, if it was a game where it was like, you know, they're playing the Titans or something like that, it really wouldn't matter because it's got no... 
no effect on the rest of the competition. But this could not that I think Tamiya is that much of a impactful player these days, but he, he might be someone that the rest of the team gets up for, especially if it's his last game. Yeah. Look, I said it last time, I'll say it again. I just don't understand the hypocrisy of someone calling someone incompetent when you get beaten by 72 points. <laughs> I, just, I, I can't get my head around that. You just, yeah. Um, like you, you would have excused Ben Cummins for going back and saying to him, I'm incompetent. Look at the scoreboard. Mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I, I would have loved, but he would have got absolutely roasted for doing that. And too bad refs yeah. can't, refs can't say anything back to players. Otherwise they'd get ha- hung more than I thought. Um, I thought Ben Cummins handled it pretty well, to be honest. Like, Oh, he just went, oh, fuck, I'm not putting up with that. Just send him off. Yeah. <laughs> it was the great. Thing, the, thing that, the thing that I don't excuse time out for was he got sent. He walked 10 metres away and then turned around and started walking back at the ref, mouthing off again. Like, yeah. that's that's once you've sort of cooled down a little bit. It's not all in the moment. Then once you've been sent, you're like, there's that realisation, like, oh, shit, I've done the wrong thing here. He still went back for more. So, yeah, yeah I think he should have got the two weeks. Like, not everyone gets the fairy tale finish, right? And this is the way of life, but well, look anyway, at the, the NRL. The NRL are caved. Which which was it? One of the Morris twins, Tory uh, Tory's meniscus, or his um, yeah, Brett Morris Tory's ACL. Yeah, yeah, and he he deserves a bit of a, a bit more of a fail, farewell more than Talmo, hundred percent. Um, mm. okay, so we both don't agree with that one. That's good. I'm glad. Um, Melbourne Storm have done something a bit different this afternoon. They've done five over five hours. So they've announced five signings in between three, four, five, six, and seven. Um, I liked it. So the people they signed with Dean Irima, Jaden Nicarima, Grant Anderson, and Marion Sevi, and George Jennings, sorry. Um, I thought it was a pretty cool concept. There's no real super unveiling of signings like you know they do in america they do big unveilings of signings mm. and stuff like that it's really cool um also melbourne just announced that they've surpassed forty thousand fans um in for the melbourne store that's the hit that's a record for any nrl club in history mm. which that's is unheard abs- of. It's, it's amazing so when melbourne came to the comp i think in 1998 or 1999 um, obviously, they put a team in the middle of Victoria, which is AFL country. And I don't think anyone could have foreseen the success and this happening in the middle of Victoria. So it is an amazing day for Melbourne. And I just like the fact that they tried something different. Like, it was just a different way of doing it. They released them on different social media stages, like Instagram, Facebook, they separated them. It was just fun. Like, they tried something. Mm. I um I I like what they've done, but the the thing that's pissed me off and I don't piss me off, but it's pissed some people off, and I can understand it is the fact that last night they put some big post up on Twitter saying, "Keep your eyes peeled for some big signing news tomorrow," and like they obviously were trying to get interest up for people thinking it's either months or maybe Nofaluma has signed on with them, and then it's five fringe first graders like <laughs> and like with all due respect to them like they're they're all handy players and stuff and it's great depth signing but um I, I do like the fact that they've recognized them individually like rather than just saying oh yeah we've signed five people put it in one post and that's yeah. it um but yeah like 
Oh, like Paul Kevin's blowing up about it tonight oh, on Federal yeah. 360. <laughs> but um, see, the thing about it is that within the Melbourne system, how they play is man for man. Mm. I think oh, yeah. w- within their program, they, they do think these guys are a good sign because they're all under the age of 25, I think, except for Nicarima. Um, they're all young players who've had a crack this year and done well. And within their systems, I believe that they did think it was big signings. Like a progressive, oh, yeah. and, progressive and signings are always good for a football club. It's almost a, like a recognition that no no one signing is more important than the other, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, well, yeah, at the end of the day, you need you need thirty players to fill out a roster, and you won't win a competition without thirty players. And you know what? How Melbourne do things to the little things like that, to the big news that if or, or when Munster or North Luma do sign, <coughs> should be envied amongst the whole NRL community because, as I said, they're the only team in the competition to get forty thousand members. They're the only team, the most successful mm. team for the last fifteen, twenty years, and. It doesn't look like they're going to stop anytime soon. So yeah, and at, and at the end of the day, they're they're not appealing to the entire NRL with these posts. They're appealing to those forty thousand members, and yeah. those forty thousand members probably care about these five people. And I guarantee you, the whole Melbourne hierarchy will sit down and go, oh, "Fuck, we shouldn't have done it." Paul Kent said it was a ridiculous idea. They're all concerned about <laughs> that. Sort of. yeah. um, the next big news uh, we will get into when the um, things when the teams that uh, we go through the teams with Adam later, but two complete opposites um, decisions about someone being rested and someone being dropped. I actually agree with both. Um, Selwyn Cobbo has been rested for the Broncos this weekend because he, he is, you know, his first full year played state of origin. We play in every game. Um, I agree with that. Like, I, don't, I think it's a big call by, Kevin Walters when they're pushing for the finals, but he must be seeing something in Selwyn Cobo that he doesn't want him to be burnt out if they do make the finals. It's a big call, but I, I, I'm not necessarily against it because burnout's a big issue in these young fellas. Well, it, the was, other... it was Cobo. I was going to say, it was Cobo's call. Cobo yeah. approached Kevin Walters, which is a great sign of maturity, really. Yeah. And I honestly, like, if you if you wanted a ready made replacement as a backup winger, it's Jordan Pereira. He's a gun, but and he's not going to come in and, and miss a beat. And yeah, I, I think um, I think it makes sense. Like at the end of the day, they've just got to win next week and they'll be fine. And they're playing against us, a fresh Cobo. Like he could probably score four against us, to be honest. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. And while I haven't overly liked Kevin Walters over the last. What, two to three years about his decision making. I think this is one of the this 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 call could actually turn me around on him actually respecting his twenty what nineteen year old's opinion. And mm. the fact that as you said the maturity of Selwyn Cole to go, mate, I need a rest. Like that what nineteen year old you know does that <laughs> ever. Yeah. And I mean like you, you I guess you look you can look at it quite simply, right? You can say okay, do I want to run the risk of playing a 19-year-old whose head's not in the game at the moment who, and do might, you know, go out there and make a series of errors because his he's, mind's not on footy at the moment? Or do I chuck a bloke in who's itching to get back on the field in first grade and will do anything he can to keep a spot? Like, yeah, um, yeah I know what I'd be doing, hands yeah, down. It's, but It's a great decision. And then... Yeah. On the other end of the scale, you've got from the Bulldogs, Tavita Pangai Jr. 
getting dropped to reserve grade, named a, num- a number 13 for the uh, Bulldogs reserves. But on the other hand, Luke Thompson is a bit iffy about playing uh, through a bit of an injury or a flu or something. Um, so he might still get a run. But Tavita Pangai has been dropped. And the Bulldogs fans are questioning the fact, and all they're using is why are you dropping a guy who's on 700 grand a year? Well, uh, clearly, 925. The post I saw today was 925, well, which I'm assuming is chipped in with the Broncos. But yeah, I almost almost fell out of my seat well, when I saw that. that. That's exactly right. He's close to a million dollar player, Tavita Pangai Jr. And Mick Potter has done everything right since he took the reins at Bulldogs. And I think this is another right decision. Pangai Jr. has about what. Five minutes of good game time a game, and then oh, oh, that might be a bit of oh. exaggeration, but he's not worth the money he's on, and it's not a justification to go why are you why are you dropping a guy on this coin? He's not playing well; he doesn't get to play. Yeah, but like the money doesn't shouldn't even come into it. Like, well, that's that's the question day. forwarded by the Bulldogs fans this morning this afternoon because they, yeah, I know, got, but, but like I, I don't, I never, I've never understood that argument. Why are you dropping someone? that's on this much money. At the end of the day, you, you pick your 17 best players. I don't agree with him being dropped. You can't tell me that some of those people in their pack are better options than him. Well, maybe maybe skillfully and thing, but maybe they're playing to what Mick Potter wants them to play. Um, they're playing more conservative style or they're playing, you know, within the team where Pangai Jr. kind of gets the ball and he kind of runs his own way, throws it a risky offload. I don't know. Maybe Mick Potter doesn't like the way you've seen him play. And as the coach, but he has that a right the, to... But, but that was the way that the dogs have been playing when they've been playing well, right? They've been running, they've been offloading, they've been playing Adley. Yeah, but they're so offloads. You'd almost, you'd, you'd, you'd almost find that he would suit that. But offloads are being calculated offloads. You can't say... Penguin, you can't say a lot of his offloads have been calculated. Like I, I just think that yeah, the coach, coach has seen him. He can offload when no one else can. Yeah, well, that's not right. Right, wrong. Sorry, wrong. That's yeah. Um, there's obviously a reason the coach is seeing, and I think after the last six weeks, Mick, Mick, Potter, Mick Potter's got a bit of capital in the bank to make this call, and I don't think he should be questioned. To be honest, oh, like, no, I'm sure there's I'm sure there's other reasons to it. Like, yeah. I don't, he, he was injured for a bit as well and um, whether they want to get more minutes into him, but then it doesn't really make sense with two rounds to go. So um, might just see it as another opportunity if he's not 100% to get a young bike in. Or... I wouldn't be surprised he ended up at Redcliffe, to be well, fair. They got I a lot of forwards. Sorrel- but... Serraldo would have worked with him at Penrith last year, so I reckon... Yeah, that's true. I reckon he'll probably stay on and I think he said he was... Looking forward to Serraldo coming, so yeah, I wouldn't um, be surprised. If which you're not, which you're not going to, you're not going to come out and spray the incoming coach, are you? So yeah, yeah um, that's true. I wouldn't be surprised yeah, if look, Bennett's giving him a cheeky DM, giving him posted posted a few pictures of himself to come and entice him or something like that. Yeah, well, I don't think they need any more forwards, but he's he's a he's a difference maker, like compared to what they've got. Like they've got a lot see, of plotters. If you've got a guy requesting release. And 
say the Bulldogs were keen on Serrata's like, look, I, I think I can use my money better than however much money, 925 spent on him and whatever the breakdown is between them and the Broncos. And then Redcliffe, you go, mate, look, you give us, you paid 60% of that contract. That's almost 600 grand, 525 grand or something that you can spend anywhere else. So mm. if, if he did request a release and go to Redcliffe, I think, honestly, Redcliffe can get in on a steal. Bulldogs will be paying his salary. Broncos will probably be still paying his salary. And Redcliffe will be chipping in a minute amount under their salary cap. And Bulldogs get a decent amount of time. Mm. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Okay, next news. This is all Nick's department. Ben Hunt at the Dragons. Tell me what's going on, mate. Oh, I'm so torn on this one, right? Like, he's been close to the best player in the comp this year. Oh, I mean, he's been our best player. Um, leading, well, he'd be top two Dally M's at the moment. The only reason he won't win the Dally M is because he's playing in a shit team, <laughs> essentially. Um, I'm, I don't know what he's worth as a 34 and 35-year-old. Um He's worth more than seven hundred, but that which is the reported amount that we've offered him for that extension. I think that's a bit of an insult to the guy who's carried and captained the club for the last two years through a lot of shit. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> I think I think what we what would be fair, I would almost go eight fifty for the first year and maybe seven fifty to eight hundred for the second year. I think that's reasonable for a 34, 35 year old. Um, He's obviously not going to get the million plus that he's been getting for the last six years, but um, I think I think it is as a better off than seven hundred k definitely. And it's, it's I'm a bit bit torn on this one, right? Because we've got Jaden Sullivan there, um, who's meant to be we for so long has been touted as one of the next best halves, hasn't got the opposite opportunity because our best player and captain is our halfback. Um, do you, and then you also look at it, do you really want to be paying someone that much money if you're not competing for a premiership? And in all honesty, we're not going to be competing for a premiership while Ben Hunt's not there, which isn't a knock on him. It's just a knock on our squad. So you look at it that way, then you can also look at it, well, if we don't pay that much for Ben Hunt, who's going to want to come and play for our club because we don't have a marquee player? So <clears throat> I think if we offer around eight eight fifty averaged out over those two years. Um, that's a reasonable offer. And if he doesn't want to accept that, then tough luck. We have to spend money elsewhere. Yeah, look. What, in your opinion, what do you need to win a premiership? Like, what do you... Would, do, you, do, you like, do you need to put people around Ben Hunt to do it in the next two years? And that means upgrade to some of your players, get rid of players who, I don't know, like Aaron Woods, who I just... Kill it, like eating into your salary cap, or he'd be on, he'd be on bugger so. money. Woods, it would be on about 200 grand. You hope so. Um, no, nah, he can't, he can't, he can't so. under the RP, RLPA agreement that he with his resume he can't be on that much. Um, but um, like, what, 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 what do you need? Because you've got, oh, I actually pumped you guys up a hell of a lot at the start of the year because you had Ben Hunt. you had a hooker who could pass. I'm not saying his attack is overly flash, but you had a hooker who could pass. Um, you had a really strong young fullback. You got a 
one of the best or potentially one of the best young centers in the competition and a what 75 70 to 75% goal kicker in Zach Lomax I'd say mm. um you know you got Fui you brought in Fui Myono um or not yeah it's, it's it's fu- it's funny right because I look at Jack his quality yeah and he's got better he's honestly the last two months he's been our best player He's yeah. just improved out of sight this year. Um, I looked at our team at the start of the year and I was like, one thing we've got this year is depth. Yeah. Yet right now I'm looking at our team and I'm like, like, yeah, we got depth, but they're all shit. Like, <laughs> I, like, you know, I, I just like the mix our... between old and young in your team. You're very state, like stable. Yeah. And yeah. I understand what Hook went for, but. And it, it was it was smart, kind of smart recruitment because he's trying to sign people that weren't wanted at other clubs. So we were getting them at a cheaper rate. They were experienced players. You could put them around the younger players. I get that theory, but our team is so slow. Like we just we got no speed in the mm-hmm. team other than Cody Ramsey. And whenever we play a fast team, like we make a break. There's ten of their players running after our guy. We're not even in the frame. Like, mm. we're just, we're so off the pace. But I think if you can control the other team's pace, you can get away with that, right? And I think that comes down to our forward pack. We Our forward pack's just not good enough. And we, other than DeBellin, like, other than DeBellin, probably Blake Laurie, Jack Bird, Jaden Sewer. That's who you brought, not for me, Sewer. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, that, that's like a those, decent amount of your for, starting forward pack at least that's a start exactly but then our issue all year has been whenever Jack DeBellin goes off the field we can see three or four tries because our bench is so shit so have but, you got any young fellas lost, young forwards oh, we, there's, there's a Josh Corrick getting around that they've got big wraps on but I haven't really heard much about him. Like, there was big raps on him last year. I haven't heard much about him this year. He's in our extended squad this week. So, whether he gets a run, because we're missing, we're missing Molo. Molo's? Yeah, Molo's suspended. I thought Michael Molo might have been injured as well. Uh, Mbai got suspended. McCulloch's injured. Like, you look at our bench this week, it's a reserve grade bench. But you just, like, there's so many guys that, like, Josh Kerr, for example. I don't know what's happened to him. He had he he, he's, he could have been more more than yeah. He yeah. was always a bit loose defensively and had an error in him, but like, geez, you just if if there was a good coach, if he was in a good system, he would be a gun. Yeah, well, yeah, we just, just the pure had, size of him, like he should be able to handle. Yeah, a soft he's assault, gangly. Right? He's got good feet as well. He always pokes through the line. Uh, Fully, my owner just hasn't kicked on. Like he when he first came, he looked. Look the goods, and then he just hasn't kicked on. And I don't know. Like I don't. Our reserve grade's not going that well. We signed George Burgess. He's played like three games at first grade. Um, we just yeah. I think we need what and Frank Francis Molo. He was one that started the year really well, and then he's just faded away as the season's gone on. So and he we was just your, need to find. He was your top signing this year, other than Sewer. Yeah, my biggest criticism of our team probably in the last five, six weeks has been it just doesn't look like it. we care enough at times. Like we just don't have that killer instinct to, you know. So to have... 
if Ben Hunt decided to go, I'm assuming he'd go to Redcliffe and he'd do well under ben, Wayne Bennett. My, that's my assumption. Would, yep. you, would you be mad or would you hold your anger until you found out where they use that money? Because there's there's no oh. there's no experienced half on the market that you can get. You'd have to pry someone out. Um, mm. You can definitely have or Adam Clune back. We'd, we'd go Jaden Sullivan. Like yeah, but that's my point. You'd have a rookie half pairing with a 33-year-old hooker. Well, they reckon McCulloch's getting forced into retirement, so... Oh, well, yeah, but, like, you got no other hooker coming through either, do you? Yeah, unless you'll put an M-by there. Unless you move M-by to six, that means you've got some experience in your heart. But if you get rid of Ben Hunt right now, would you hold off and go, enough fuck, until you figured out what they're using that, what, 950 on? Whatever he's on now? Yeah, he's on over a mil at the moment. Yeah, Um, right. I could, if we offered him around 800k and he turned it down and went back to Queensland, I wouldn't be mad at the club. I think that's fair. Um, if we if we keep our offer at 700 and he moves on, I'll be pretty pissed off at the club because he's yeah, I think he's any anyone looking at him, even as a 34 year old, knows he's worth more than that. Yeah, and um, it kind of reminds me of Mitchell Pierce moving on too. Because Mitchell Pierce, yeah, exactly. I was more curious about the money they're going to use that for, which I haven't done anything with. But yeah, they just upgraded Ponga. Yeah. <laughs> um, For yeah, I, 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 the thing is, right? I don't think we're that close to having a Premiership squad. Like, there's just so many gaps in our team at the moment that we we just I don't think in that three three year period we'll be a top four team. Um, unless these juniors just like like Amon and Sullivan and Sloan just really kick on, but, which they do have the potential, but they've got no forward pack to play behind. Yeah, uh, and that's the thing. We need some hard nosed forwards that can bend the line back, and that's where like when Clemmer was rumored to be on the outer, I was like, please God sign him because he's exactly what we need. He's angry. He gives his shit like he, and that's I think that's one thing that we just lack. Like we. We get a bit carefree sometimes when we play, and it just doesn't seem like if we lose, it hurts enough. And yeah. um, that that that's attitude, right? And um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how it all plays out, especially like this the coaching's up and up in the air. Yeah, with the coaching up in the air, it's just there's a lot of unanswered questions moving into next year. Um, obviously, Hook's gone into his last year and rumored to be. On the outer, we've got no assistant coaches appointed at this stage. We don't know if our captain's hanging around. So, um, yeah, who knows? Who knows how it's going to play out? Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Dragons are definitely interesting. Like I said, I, I, I predicted this with the balance they've got, the players they had to be a lot better this year. They finished all right last year, I'm pretty sure, as well, which wasn't... No. 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 Oh, sorry, we sorry. Lost eight, we lost eight in a row. <laughs> yeah, no, no. But, like... We had a really good preseason. Yeah, no. You, and signing Sewer. And you, you guys just... And Sully. Sully was really good. Yeah, you just looked a lot better. And then, like, I don't know if the young fellas just went off the rails and got to their head, but they just didn't... I think you hit a nail on the head. They just didn't seem to care as much. I did seem yeah. to put in the effort. And I think... Is, um, 
the I think a big turning point for us was we just started playing. We won like seven of ten. We lost. We lost that game, pardon me, against Brisbane, and we lost Rava. Rava's out for the season, and then we lost Suli the next week, who our two best mead readers coming out of our own end, which has then just shone a light on how average our forward pack's been, I think. Um, and like you look at the successful teams, they've got a, a back five that can just get you out of their end and the forwards just have to do their job then. And yeah. instead they're, they're coming off their own 20 meter line, our forwards, and then they're cooked when we're defending and just getting torched. <laughs> so yeah. Um, just, yeah. It, it, it's interesting because I think, with young fellas, I think there's were a victim of how long the season actually is. Like it's it's a long hard slog, and then you've got to be you, you not not only do you have to be up for the finals, you actually have to be your best for the finals when finals come around mm. if you do make it. And but yeah, you're right. It just seems sometimes the heads weren't in it. Some like thing, and Ben Hunt was literally just like putting the whole team in a bag and trying to lift it yep. on their shoulders, and it was just too much for him. I think with the young blokes as well, like the way last season ended, even though we lost eight in a row, they showed flashes of brilliance and what they can do. Yeah. And then I don't think they, they which, haven't handled the adversity well. Yeah, which year. increased like, their optimism for this year too. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And like I'll be I didn't think the way that we handled Sloan at the start of the year was great. Like he played well round one, had a shock around two. Was he hooked by round three or yeah. I can't even remember but it was hooked it didn't early. last much longer and like it just destroyed the bike's confidence but that's that's senior football right like and it's it's such a generational gap between I remember you our gener- I remember this our generation and the next mate even though we're not that much older but like there's just such a big gap these days about entitlement and there's just no one has the patience to wait their turn anymore and you look at you look at someone like Ben Hunt, right? If I was Jaden Sullivan, I would just be looking at Ben Hunt's career. He made his name as a utility for what three or four years before he got a crack. And Ben Hunt was like he was meant to be like the next Joey Johns when he was coming through under twenties. Like they had such a big rap on him. And he just bided his time for three to four years, took his opportunities where he got them, and then he was ready. He was ready to play first grade because he was yeah, well, the big thing was that Ben Ben Hunt's career until now, until the Origin this year, but I would say until probably last year when he was killing it for the Dragons was 2015 Grand Final. That one moment, no one remembers how good he was the 30 weeks before that Grand Final because he absolutely killed it all year. And then, but what you said about entitlement and not being able to come back from adversity, like. Imagine Tyrell Sloan dropped that grand final like Ben Hunt did at the same age. Do you think it mm. – obviously, you know, Ben Hunt struggled for a couple of years, but I'd say the last two two years he's just been playing out of his skin. And as I said, dragging the, dragging the dragons all over the field to try and make them win. Um, mm. Like, despite the fact people laugh about his grand final, I think he'd be more remembered for what he's done the last two years. And do you think Tyrell Sloan, who who in that same situation that Ben Hunt did, could have come back from that, or the young players now? Do you reckon they could? Oh, I think it's a it's a really difficult one because Ben Hunt was what that was seven years ago, so he was still mid twenties. 
So he's got another six or seven years on Tyrell sign at this point in time. And I guess by the time you get to your mid twenties, you're, you're a bit more mature. You've experienced ups, ups and downs and you got to look at it. Sloan, Sloan had played like five games against adults and just would have relied purely on natural talent coming through. And like, don't get me wrong. Like they, everyone that spoke about him said he had an, an amazing work, work ethic, but like, one bad game, he gets dropped, and then he's just shattered, right? So, um, but like, yeah, I, I just don't know what to do. Like, um, I don't think we handled that well. But honestly, the way Ramsey's played since he's gone to fullback, I think he's been yeah. close to our best player. We, he's, we, we, he's we, ripped we ripped him apart when they first did that too. When it, I I remember my quote exactly when. Um, Ramsey got named a fullback. I said, Hook has lost the plot, maybe with a couple of expletives in there, if he thinks Ramsey's a better option at fullback than Sloan. And here we are three months later, and Ramsey's been absolutely killing it. So you want to retract that? You want to apologize to Anthony Griffin, mate? The the thing I love about Cody Ramsey is he, he might make some errors, but it's not from shying away from the game it's because he goes after the game and that that's the biggest criticism of Sloan since he's had his opportunities um since being dropped is he hasn't had the confidence or he hasn't wanted to go after it and and he's fearful of making a mistake and I guess that's just a young person without the confidence of or potentially not having the backing of his coach um and you've seen Amon like I've been pretty critical of Amon this year I thought Sullivan should be playing six ahead of him but Amon's last three weeks, he's been close to our best player. He's just got that confidence now and you can just see the way he's carrying himself on the field. So it's so, a really difficult balance. And I and I understand why Hook, Hook, at the end of the day, Hook's not guaranteed anything. So you can understand why he dropped Sloan and put him by a fullback because if we lose five games while we're trying to blood these young guys, people will be calling for his head. So and that's that's the, there's no faith there's no faith across the board from the top down and that I think that's the issue. So when Anthony Griffin listens to this podcast tomorrow, because Wolves spent a decent <laughs> amount of time listening to the talking about the dragons and where they should be, are you going to give him the official apology right here and now about Tyrell Sloan, Cody Ramsey, and oh, um, Talatai Amoni? Was yeah, you going to apologise for what you said about him losing his mind? Right here and now. I'll, apo- I'll apologise about the Cody Ramsey thing. Uh, and that wasn't, <laughs> I will I guess, back everything else. I, I was going to say, I, I wasn't so that was definitely a knock on Hook because I said he'd lost the plot. But it was probably more of a knock. It was probably more of a knock on what I'd seen of Ramsey at fullback. But he's he's completely proven me wrong, and I love to see it because I love Cody Ramsey's attitude. Come on, uh, with you a told moment, him NRL coach, he lost his mind. It's a knock. That's a knock, dude. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, I'll, I'll apologise for that. But like, I still think Sullivan will be the better footballer out of. Yeah, Sullivan. I do too. Yeah, um, Amon has been really good the last few weeks, and it's, it's actually coincided with him signing that extension. So whether just that having the confidence that he's been backed for another couple of years, um, yeah. So the, the, there's some positives to take out of this year, but there's there's still a lot of gaps for us to even be considered a top eight team, let alone contending. And um, yeah, I'd say offer Ben Hunt around eight, 850. And if he doesn't stay, then 
you know, we'll have to invest elsewhere. Yeah. All right, guys, that's our 45 minutes on dragons and we're, we're, <laughs> how how Wolves going to pull them out of the pull them out of the fire. Uh, but the next one, next segment is all about Wall as well because he is going to explain his tipping formula, the way he's what, what are you up at Grand the last couple of weeks, mate? I think you'll tell me before yeah, this. Yeah, I turned um turned fifty bucks into a grand. Yeah. Um, in the last two weekends, so um, yeah, pretty pretty chuffed. And the the big win from my uh my next tips that I actually shared with you guys last week, which uh lucky, um, was Hudson Young and Bo Firm or any time, which um netted me $147.20, I think, on this podcast, but in uh in the real world gave me a nice little six hundred dollar bump in the <laughs> in the sports bet account. So only yeah, bump there was, I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, and I reckon I spent about <laughs> three I reckon I spent about half of that on Sunday night getting on the piss afterwards. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um no, so um yeah, I think that's three three weekends in a row and I've I've jumped Adam in the in the betting now so he can uh, get off his high horse. <laughs> Yeah, got, it's a bit hard for him to get up. on a horse. So you have to fall quite a bit of a distance. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, so Wall's up. Wall's on a roll. Yep. And you're going to hear it here and now. He's going to put his tips down for this weekend. And Alrighty. here we go. The floor open to the king. All right. So I'm... Um... Going very similar format to last week, actually. So I'm going just a two two leg multi, both anytime try scorers. The first one being Hudson Young again. He he looked after me last week, but um, I really like his matchup this week versus Manly, running at Cherry Evans or that right edge of um Manly, which has been renowned for <laughs> conceding a lot of tries this year. What Adam um, said, Cherry Evans is the best defender in the cop, mate. What are you talking about? Oh. Defensively, like making tackles, he's pretty good, but reads wise, no. Um, <laughs> and know. then the second leg, the second leg of that multi is Kaloa Matangi. Um, I really like him running at drink water this week. Oof. I think that's um, that's good value in itself, and he's been a bit quiet on the try scoring front for a while actually. And I think um, I think this is the week he bounces yeah. back. So he's on the left, isn't he? Nah, he's on the right. So yeah. Really, right. yeah. Okay. Drinky's going in for Dearden, so which um a bit surprised about. I thought they might have put Ben Hampton in just to keep the the spine the same outside of that. But so he's going to so one yeah, for might... Cowboys. Uh, Hammer. Yeah, right. That's going for pure speed. That'd be actually a good game. Yeah. Both teams are pushing. Both teams are cut, uh, like you know Cowboys want a hot uh, home game up in Townsville, and Canberra mm. want to just to get in the to get in the AR. Can be a bit of a cracker game. Hi guys. Yeah, um, so, oh, sorry. I was just going to say, so that's um, it's twelve dollars ninety three for those two legs, and I'll chuck ten bucks on that one. So yeah, right. Um, Here we go. Ho- hopefully, hopefully keep the streak going and extend my lead lead over Adam. <laughs> and clearly, they're both beating me, so we're we're not even going to talk about that. Hi <laughs> right, guys. Um, that's all for this night for for this part of our segment. Adam will be jumping on next, just to go through the games and. Try to find a way about around Nick's tipping. He's probably going to put a risky one on just to, you know, win the game, win or, win or lose or whatever you want to call it. And, um, yeah, we'll see you all next week. Hopefully everyone follows tips. Uh, Nick's tips. If you win, have a good weekend. Get on the piss. If not, 
direct message Wall and um, rip in a little bit. See how you go. We haven't we haven't told him my real name, have we? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> We it's, we can uh, Stephen Stephen Mutant. <laughs> <laughs> you get into him. Yeah, he lives in Canberra. Hi <laughs> right, guys, we'll see you later. Thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in to Six Again. Connect with the show on Twitter, Instagram, and the Six Again website. All links via the show's bio.